Welcome back to the Slutrepreneur podcast where we glorify sluts who make money. Today's episode is sponsored by thehornystoner.com. They have the best bongs and butt plugs on the internet. Use code SLUT at thehornystoner.com for 10% off your first order. They ship worldwide discreetly and even have options at checkout like buy now and pay later. So shop thehornystoner.com to find the glassware of your dreams. Hey guys, episode four. How about that? (laughs) Today's episode is a really special treat. I sit down with my partner in life and we discuss how we met each other and He clearly still makes me very nervous after seven years of being together, so I hope you enjoy this episode and bear with me as you get through all my giggles because once you get to about the middle towards the end, uh, I think we finally get a little more comfortable with a microphone in between us, but I'm so excited for you to get to know me better and the support system who has been there for me through all of my highs and lows, who has never judged me, has always supported my dreams, and I can't wait for you guys to meet him. Hello. You look quite sexy tonight. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking pretty quietly. It's hard to tell. Let me talk a little bit closer. I gotta get real close. It's an intimate situation. <laughs> we really need two mics. We do. But this is a, a trial run. I wanted to introduce you guys to the most important person in my life because he's uh, affected my my. Um, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I've affected everything about you. Him. Have. My uh, success and my sexuality, the whole origin of this podcast, I think, began when I met you. I guess so, yeah. I don't know how much uh, time you had to experiment with anything before you met me. (laughs) uh, Are we doing eye contact the whole time? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, half of the giggles. This happens at the beginning. I hope not. But uh, hello, everybody. I'm excited to talk to everyone that uh, is a fan of Miss Anna here. Well, we're going to make this brief, but we wanted to tell you guys how we met. A lot of you have wondered and are very curious because I keep Jay so, so private and sacred to me for many important reasons. And I think you can agree that we all watch couples on particularly social media project their relationship and I do it very discreetly, right? Yeah. We don't really share much with anybody, no. I don't believe. I hope not. <laughs> well, Jay doesn't know what I share because I have him blocked on Instagram and we're going to get into that. But I think we have made a lot of choices in our relationship that have helped it and its longevity. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I think it all started with a little bit of trust at the beginning, and I think that kind of blossomed into this uh, kind of root for the other person to do well in life without having to be involved in every aspect of it. But yeah. we've always respected each other's privacy. Yeah, you have to. You kind of have to, you know. Yeah, I think even when we first met, we we never actually admitted that we were dating or that we were like interested in anything long term like we were very what's mine is mine what's yours is yours and I think that made things um you know what I'm trying to say it maybe made things seem a little taboo (laughs) 
you know, like uh, it's something we didn't want and it just kind of happens. Yeah, know? and I think a lot of times things you love in your life come that way. You aren't really, like, you aren't desiring it, but it just kind of lands in your lap and it's it's like when you least expect it. I know that's cliche to say. Yeah, yeah, I believe that that's right. I believe that's right. It's, uh, I think it's all about, you know, maybe not, you know, they always say you have, it's the right place at the right time, you know? And I, I think that, you know, you can be in the right place at the right time, but it's all about having your eyes open, you know, at that moment. There's lots of times when you've probably been at the right place at the right time and you just haven't even recognized it, you know, so... You it's like to... when uh, people say, like, people want the cake and the universe will give you the batter and the oven and it's up to you to... I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I've never heard that. Uh, but I wanted to tell you guys a little how Jay and I met and I, I just get so excited because it's so... Um, it's just so dear to me. I've never really... I think what we have is so rare. And like I said, it's so precious to me. I'm a little nervous to share it because it's one of the few things that's mine in my life and that's not... Are you talking about me? Or yeah, you experience? are. Just us. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Cat's out of the bag now. It is. And if you... If you know Jay or you know me or you know what we look like, we I think we look like we're the same age or similar I generation. I wouldn't quite go that far. Really? I don't know. I don't really think about that too often, you know. So well, when I, I show like I look a little I hope I look a little older than you. Yeah, I mean, so. I I think I and I tell this to people all the time that I have an old soul cuz people always think I'm ooh, I'm so mature. Like how do you run all these businesses at such a young age, but I've always been ahead of the curve, like always had friends that were older than me, always yeah. learning from other people's mistakes. But then I look at you and I think you're like such a, like young at heart. Like when I met you, you were so... I basically just haven't learned anything <laughs> yet. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But we met at Butter in Charlotte, which is a nightclub. Yeah, briefly, briefly that evening. You remember what I was wearing? A little black dress. I still have it. Yeah. <laughs> I only remember because I think I've seen pictures of you online in that dress. Yeah, there's an infam infamous photo of me dancing on a speaker because yeah. that's what I do. I take my shoes off and dance on speakers. Yeah. And um, I had a cocktail in my hand and it was like tilted to the side and half of it was just pouring on the guy underneath me. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sure he loved it. <clears throat> probably hot but uh yeah we briefly met there and uh believe that i got your number yeah it was the end of the night at the bar mm -hmm. and that's when the lights turn on at the club and you weren't disgusting so i was like hell yeah <laughs> thank god the ugly lights came came on about 2 30 you know and uh I, i'm pretty sure we had a shot of patron at the bar and some just exchange numbers and yeah i've said this time after time but i put you in my phone as the guy with the wolf tattoo on his hand because i think every girl puts people's names in their phone like based on what they look and not even their name half the time yeah i wouldn't know about that oh really well, i don't put yeah i wouldn't know about that i just put names you know. 
But anyway, and then, so what was funny was after I got your number, the next time that I contacted you is when I was uh, sitting in line at some gas station and I saw the uh, Mugshot magazine. Are you serious? I, you never yeah. told me this. No, that's when I texted you and said, you look good in your Mugshot. And then you were like, who is this? Oh my or something. <laughs> So I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the previous episode, but I had a I had a DUI and was on the front page of the Slammer, and uh, that was embarrassing. That but... was the greatest magazine ever put into production. <laughs> it really yeah. was. So we we kind of texted a few times, and then what was strange was how we continued to encounter each other in different in a different city. Yeah. That was in Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, the greatest place <laughs> in the existence of the universe. So uh, the second time we, or second or third, I don't, I don't know if, I felt like I saw you once or twice no, there, I don't maybe. So. It was all a blur. Yeah, no, it was just the very next time. Okay. Yeah, it was the very next time. Uh, yeah, I had heard that there was boxing at a strip club. Even though Can we name the strip club? Or is that well, it doesn't exist. Platinum Plus in Columbia. It burnt down or something. Yeah, it recently burnt down, which is the ultimate tragedy. Yeah, but rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so I had heard through the grapevine that there was boxing. Uh, had no idea it would. It was boxing at the strip club, you know, and these girls, I don't believe that all of them really liked each other. And uh, they would fight. They would really fight. I mean, we were so drunk. I mean, it was the greatest thing. It was literally, at that point, the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Well, that was... I think I had been dancing at the club for a few months. And I was told on Wednesdays they did boxing. And I was more of like a a day girl. I felt like it was less energy to work in the day than at night and less competition. But uh, the manager told me that boxing night, you would have guys bid on you Mm -hmm. and like put in bets and that you could make a lot of money. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty small framed and I I mean, I do have, you know, I'm pretty muscular, but I'm not a a fighter, I don't think. Uh, But anyways, I, uh, you know, had a few white Russians in me and figured why not. Anyways, I came out with a bloody nose and it was... You're lucky that you even made it out of there. <laughs> Stop. But after they put the ring away, every all the girls went back to work, and <clears throat> one of the owner's sons or nephews was there, and he was part of this like exclusive golfers mm-hmm. community. Yeah. And he every time I walked by him, he kept slipping hundreds mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. my pretty outfit, and yeah, I don't blame him. You know, so I obviously kept walking that way, but then I saw you and I was a little thrown off. I recognized you and I was a little shy and embarrassed. I can't even remember if we recognized each other. Like, it was such a blur that night, but I do remember being. No, I already talk- had your number. Yeah. And, uh. Did you text so, me when yeah, I was. Yeah, I did. You were talking to some other guy. Yeah. And I wanted to, and I remember I was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> 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 so yeah that's kind of how it went down and then you uh 
yeah, you and your friend came and hung out with me and my friend. And we, was uh, that the night I almost pretty much like a Biggie song right there? <laughs> was that the night I got fired, or was that a different yeah, night? No, that was the night. Okay. There was only one that I remember. So there was a girl that worked there that had a crush on you. Yeah, and she made up some stuff to the manager and basically had the bouncer like escort me out the club mm. and you were pretty sympathetic about it and were pretty like you were there yeah. for me you know well, it was a, a weird situation i carried you out of there on my shoulders <laughs> i believe <laughs> yeah. that was fun yeah i was i was pretty devastated and it was it was just a weird situation of encounters and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of just adopted you at that point in time after that evening. I don't really remember the next step after that. Mm-hmm. I remember that we left, me and my buddy left the condo we were staying at together. Yeah, there was, I don't know if it was a hotel or something, so but you, yeah, we like got locked. Basically, you said that my friend and I could crash at the I don't know what it was. It wasn't an apartment, but it, it, it was, was like a hotel. hotel. But it was like a two-story hotel. It was really weird. I don't know that uh, it's only something Columbia offers in all of its greatness, you know. So yeah, and I I think we've all or anyone who's listening, we've had those experiences where it can either go yeah. north or south. Yeah. And I'm so grateful now it happened the way it did because. Looking back and giving advice to my friends, I'm like, look, if you extend that period of time where you don't just give it up so quickly, you have so much room to have this heightened sense of excitement and adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, you know, it's important to want something. You know, we live in an age where everything that we want is just right at our fingertips, you know, and when there's something that you desire that you can't have right away, it's, um, if you can kind of, uh, manipulate that emotion, it's kind of a good feeling, you know, it's almost like going on a diet or something. And then they kind of uh, catapult you into working out and just a little bit of, um, want and not feeding your spoiled self everything all the time. You know, it's, um, I think it's good. It's hard to have discipline like that, but well, when, and just to kind of paint a picture of you, you, you still have a lot of tattoos and I didn't really ask you what you did or anything. You were just kind of like this mystery man. And I enjoyed having this aura of mystery around you. So for the continued time that we texted each other and got to know each other, I just never, it never got that deep. It was just about having a good time. It never was that serious. Yeah. Um, but there, I like, I thought you were like a secret agent. I didn't know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. That is, uh, that couldn't have been further from the truth. <laughs> and the fact that you thought that is uh, ridiculous, but it's cool. And, yeah, well, uh, you'd show up, you'd be like, you want to, you know, go out to eat or something, and you'd have a driver come pick me up in a big black Suburban. Yeah. So I assumed you were some important figure, but I, something was telling me just not to ask, because... Well, you could you, I know, well, you would have, I don't know, it was just interesting, and I enjoyed this extreme amount of mystery, and you rode a motorcycle, so sometimes you'd come and, like, pick me up on a motorcycle, and we'd drive 
like 45 minutes to yeah to wherever we were going just all these exciting things i wanted to transition that we're pretty much like two decades apart and what is it sometimes um 17 years apart yeah i'm right now i'm 25 Mm -hmm. yeah and i'll be uh 42 in july so that's where that's where i was going yeah okay yeah (laughs) and uh i think that it's helped us having that age difference you know different life experiences that we can share with one another you know I think it's a, obviously a huge taboo thing to date people or marry people that are with a huge age gap. And I think there's a lot of, I think it's been happening forever. And people will assume that the guy is taking advantage of the woman or the woman is taking advantage of the guy. I mean, you see like women wanting sugar daddies or older men wanting a companion that they pay for. And it was never... There, it was never transactional with us. Like, I never saw the age just because you, you looked so young, you acted so young, and I, you know, I, I, I felt like I acted a little bit older than myself, and I felt we hit this happy medium. <clears throat> but it, I don't think our age difference is in the same category as most relationships with that age difference. Well, yeah, you know, back when I was growing up or when I was in high school, you know, it would be a big age difference if it was a senior in high school dating like a a sophomore or something even, you know. But yeah, well, that was a long time ago, you know. People were real um, uptight and uh, conservative, you know. But now, uh, with people your age and whatnot, and even younger, I think that it's a lot more common. You know, I think that... Women over the years have gotten a lot more mature at an early age, and I think that men have kind of gone in the other direction, and I think that they stay super immature for a very long time. So I think that it's just it's the way people match up, you know. You kind of just vibe with somebody on the same maturity level. You may have a lot of differences and whatnot, but it's that level that you're on with somebody, you know. It's easy for a 30-year-old uh, man and a 21-year-old woman to have the same kind of... Uh, outlook on life you know I feel like not you know compared to back no I I agree I think I mean women mature a whole lot faster I was talking to my friend Caitlin on the phone today she was shout out to uh the good witch yeah she said uh I think or I probably said it whichever one's fine but I think uh we were like men probably mature when they're around 50 (laughs) Uh, yeah I feel like it's getting a longer and longer away I'm still waiting but I think there's also something to say about a yin-yang and a complementary um, dynamic, mm-hmm. black and yeah. white. Yeah. Uh, there's so much that that says about how opposites attract. That's correct. I think, yeah. like you said, if two sophomores were dating, they're going to talk about the same drama, the same music. It's It almost gets competitive, whereas when you have a dynamic of, I came from this time, and I came from this time, let me teach you where I came from, and I want to learn where you came from, and then all of a sudden you're expanding your horizons, and you're gaining so much more than just the relationship. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't want to be around somebody that has gone through the same exact um, life experiences, you know, in general, as far as the news cycle and things like that, you know, world events, you know, Mm -hmm. we can sit there and talk about some stupid shit from 1995 when I was, what, 18 or something, and you were like uh, two or one years old, yeah, so I can kind of teach you about the 90s, you know. 
Well, it's, there's so much. I mean, I think about when I met you, I was like, I was such a picky eater. I wouldn't even eat tomatoes or cheese. Mm -hmm. Like I was just, I don't know if that's just me being weird, but you introduced me to like all these new foods. And even by the time I was at a legal drinking age, you were introducing me to really tequila great cocktails instead of the four locos i was <laughs> accustomed to yeah that was our first date was a, <clears throat> a local mma fight but back to um, things we could teach each other besides i mean food is a little boring but like movies and music oh yeah i mean i didn't watch any movies before i met you so by the time Years went on when we got to know each other. Movie night was so much fun because well, yeah, you still can't sit still for an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah, you hardly. can't either. Well, yeah, but <clears throat> when I met you, you were not. Uh, you didn't have the type of uh, oh, patience yeah, yeah. for a movie like that, you know. But which is fine, you know. It's, it's not. Uh, you were more into the MTV or I guess what yeah. YouTube age where you're watching clips. Yeah, well, now there. it's YouTube, but I guess back then it was definitely. Um, VH1 and like Degrassi and all his weird shows and yeah. stuff. Um, Is that what Drake was on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was this lesbian couple on Degrassi that opened my sexuality up. Mm-hmm. I know there's some people listening that know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I'm not one of them. But I remember a few years back we would have uh, like movie nights where I would pick the movie and then the next week you would pick the movie and it was exciting. I remember watching. Finding Nemo with you. It makes me sound like a child, but I grew up on Disney movies and you grew up later than that. Or, well, I mean, you know. Disney's been around since. Uh, but like the, pic- the Pixar? Pixar? Well, yeah, movies. Pixar is new. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. Well, the 90s, I think. You know, I just was never too into the animated movies. You right. Know, I was never introduced to Disney as a young man. You know, my dad wasn't about that life when he was around, and my mom. I don't really remember ever watching any movies whatsoever with really? my parents. Nah. That's kind of depressing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> yeah. No, but you introduced me to like all the Tarantino movies. And, yeah. Um, you need to see stuff like that. I mean, that's important. Yeah, I was extremely know. sheltered, and you were... A, terrible influence i didn't even have a shelter at one point i was basically homeless i was shelter free (laughs) so yeah it was hard to watch movies (laughs) i did want to touch on uh like music when you met me i was totally into like electronic dance music ellie golding skrillex all these djs i even wanted to be a dj and your your music was taste was completely opposite but that was another thing we got to experience together yeah Yeah, i'm okay with some of that edm's uh, music but i feel like you can only listen to so much of it you know when we were eating drugs here and there that EDM music sounded really good, <laughs> you know. But when you're sober, it's not as uh, exciting to me. But hey, you know, as long as it's not country, I think that we can agree that any music. Yeah, is I can okay. agree to that. But yeah. <clears throat> you introduced me to a lot of good. What was it like, Deltron? Yeah, who doesn't love Deltron? Some underground stuff that I yeah. enjoyed, and then there was other things I felt like we could teach each other. Uh, not to embarrass you or anything, but when it comes to computers or when 
like phone stuff, I feel like I'm a little more advanced because I grew up with laptops and advanced technology and you were more like floppy disk. Uh, yeah, I actually was. <laughs> I think that that was eighth grade. We learned a little bit about floppy disks and, uh, I believe that's when computers were first being uh, accepted into uh, mainstream America. You know, it was pretty fascinating, you know, but then I definitely didn't uh, stick with that. You know, the first computer experience I had, I believe, was uh, the first iPhone that was like, or maybe a Blackberry. You know, we had lots of Blackberries back in the day. Those things were pretty awesome. But it's... It's not funny, but I I almost enjoy when you're like, you know. Ignorant. <laughs> How do I? It's I feel like it's the copy and paste, control C, control V oh, thing. Yeah. How or undo. am I supposed to know that stuff? It's though, just second know? nature. Yeah, well, no, it's not. I mean, if you had been taught that in school, maybe, but it's actually not second nature, you know. Well, then there's other things that I I lack as far as just... I feel like basic knowledge sometimes that you come through for me, yeah. you know, can yeah. you think of an example? Well, it's just things like sayings. You always say, um, you know, like can't see the forest for the trees or something like that. You'd always <laughs> say it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Just old Random sayings, sayings and whatnot. Yeah. that are deep and wise. Well, I don't know how wise they are. <laughs> But yeah, you always say it wrong. You still pretty much say it wrong, but it's okay. But even when we lived in our condo, like cooking and stuff, I would... Did I ever put the cast iron pan in the dishwasher? Of course you did. Something like that. Yeah. Like any... You know, I was just... Well, it's just... You just learn from your mistakes. I mean, you know. But it was nice having a, a daddy to help me and teach me, and then I could... Comment, come up and teach you other things as yeah, well. I, I, well. I try not to be too overbearing, though. You know, no, I to, never. You know, I never tried to literally sit you down and teach you something. You know, it's just the way it goes. That's just like a uh, a person's job to share knowledge like that. You know. Well, I wanted to fast forward to where we are now because now <clears throat> we are still together. Obviously, we're engaged, um, and I wanted to talk about how we manage being in a relationship while my persona is very public and how we manage that and still, um, how do I word this the right way? How we still stay happy and loving and all that we've been through. Uh, I I worded that terribly. I don't think we've been been through too much, you know, too many obstacles. You know, we've kind of had this... uh, you know, compared to most couples, I believe we pretty much had this open agreement to where, you know, we're allowed to make mistakes, you know, we're allowed to, uh, you know, nobody's perfect, you know, so you can't take, you can't hold everybody accountable for every little mistake they make in life, you know, and just because you're dating someone or, you know, you're attached to this person and you love them, you know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make them perfect. You know, and um, you just have to learn with people, you know, instead of kind of blaming them for everything, you know. We can learn together and grow together and make mistakes together. And, uh, you know, you're stronger when you come out of a mistake. You know, you learn something about yourself. And when I watch you make mistakes, which is obviously very rare, uh, you know, I, I feel like I go through it with you. 
you know, instead of singling you out and blaming, I feel like that it's something we handle as a couple. That was really deep. I was trying to take it in the social media direction. <laughs> well, yeah, we can talk about <clears throat> social media. Um, well, I feel like we have come to an agreement that has helped our relationship. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I wanted to talk about that to the audience who might be dealing with that or stressed out about it. But I, I, oh, yeah, I well, love the way you worded that. That was thank beautiful. You. Thank you. Thank you. Let me just say about social media that... Uh, most of the time when you see these couples that are sharing every moment together and acting as though life is perfect, those are the, I feel, I don't know, you know, but I feel like those are the couples that are not very secure, you know, with their feelings for one another and their levels of trust, you know, it's almost as though they have to have their person with them all the time or they can't make a post without having that person with them for fear that someone's going to say something sexual or something. You know how people are in the comments. But, yeah, I think that if you're with someone enough in real life, that social media and this fantasy world that we project is just, it's just not, it's just inconsequential. You know, it doesn't mean anything. You know, I'd rather you have your own life. You know, it's like, uh, if you think about it, it's uh, Instagram. It's not too much different than uh, that game, The Sims. You know, you're kind of just projecting what you want to be. You know, it's not who you really are. I think, I mean, I think you do a good job of projecting who you really are. I think right. that that's but you're absolutely right. I think we it's a exaggerated performance. Yeah. And, I'm, and it's... And that's what I tell people when they meet me in person. They ex expect me to be this extremely sexual being. And yes, I am that, but it's also what sells my brand. So I have to use what I have uh, to be what I want to be projected to be. But it's yeah. not who I really am because I am a human with deep, deep, dark emotions as well. But like you said, I... We'll post about those emotions. I'll post about depression and sadness. And I think we obviously all need more of that. But like you said, couples in this day and age, they are more concerned with... I feel like they want people to almost be envious of them. Or it's it's like, look how happy I am. Like, I'm, I'm great. I'm doing my best. You know, maybe something happened to them in childhood. Or they envied someone else. And now they have the chance to redeem themselves in some ways I mean well, yeah I mean like I said it's just a uh, it's just a projection you know it's uh, I guess that it's just creating someone that you wish you were you know it's, it, I'm sure, sure there is real people out there who project a real real version of themselves and who really are living a great life but mm -hmm. I mean how often <clears throat> do you see someone I mean, I guess you do occasionally talking about how much they're struggling or whatnot, but typically you don't see that, you know, and I just feel like when somebody only projects the good that uh, they just have a lot to hide, you know. No, and when, when we met each other, you <clears throat> weren't on Instagram or any social media. I still media. hate Instagram. <laughs> well, you weren't on any, any like, social anything. Mm, no. I, I don't want to be on any of it. I wish that I wasn't on any of it. I hate Instagram. I hate all of it. You know, it's a time waster for sure. But if it's you run a if that, you run a business, it's critical to well, it's grow. a necessity for for right. you and us and uh, to a certain extent. But as far as um, someone's well being and their emotional stability, I feel like uh, their mental health. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, 
if you're using it to post things about yourself, then that's, you know, that's okay. I mean, it is what it is. You're going to try to put out there and get some fans. I mean, I guess that instant gratification is, is good <clears throat> if you use it properly. But as far as stalking other people's pages yeah. and following, you know, a lot of my friends follow these, you know, websites, these pages that have, you know, yachts or multi-million dollar cars that they're never going to own. I just feel like that desire and that... Or um, women who look just, unrealistically... Oh, well, that's a whole nother subject. That's just a <laughs> in a nutshell, but... Well, I feel like you're either a poster or a, a scroller, mm-hmm. and I find myself so busy running three to four businesses that I am wake up and I'm just like, ah, I got to post here, here, and here. I don't even have time to scroll. Maybe when I'm in bed, it's more of a leisure, like, ah, oh, I can finally... I don't think anyone should have the time to scroll that people have. Oh, absolutely. Know. I mean, especially if you look at your screen time throughout the day, but... I find it's definitely an escape, just how Netflix is or anything. Yeah. And then you talk about the dopamine you receive when you do make a post. And, you know, then there's obviously the negative to it when people comment. Negative things that can really hurt you. But but the main point was when we met each other, I was extremely flourishing on social media. I had, uh, once I stopped dancing, I started a go-go dancing group. So this was when Instagram first started and we were kind of ahead of the game and really growing at an extreme rate. And I, you know, as a go-go dancer, I was posting myself in costumes at events. And I, once we got more serious, I kind of made it clear to you what my page was like and I knew you didn't follow me but I think some of your friends followed me and they would text you like yo your girl just posted this crazy ridiculous photo Mm -hmm. like are you okay with that and I think that was the what did you say the precipice is that the right word I mean it could be that was like (laughs) the beginning of how we had to decide how we would communicate about how I would sexually project myself and what boundaries we had as a couple because yeah. it's not every day where the female is projecting herself sexually but is also with someone that no one really knows about. Like, it was a really interesting situation. Yeah. Well, I just feel like... uh I actually don't remember ever having like a uh, sit down with you about any of that. I just always felt like, um, I guess that's where my age really came into play. And the fact that I wasn't familiar with um, social media, you know, I've never had Facebook. That stuff never interested me. I never really cared to keep in touch with anyone necessarily. But uh, yeah, I just really did. I mean, I cared about you, but I just knew that that Instagram shit was... um, it just wasn't real life. Right. You know, and I don't care. I mean... No, you never told me to cover myself up or be more... Yeah, because uh, I've lived enough to know that if I treated you like that, that eventually, if we were together in 10 years... So well, it's true. If we were together, you know, for a long time, like we are, you know, you would, you might resent me for, for making you be more conservative in your childhood you know I wanted you to make mistakes and I wanted to you know help you through things and whatnot but you've done a really good job of of pushing that envelope for a long time and you've never really fucked up too bad you know so well I uh, that makes me feel so good but I'm at a loss for words really yeah (laughs) no that was really nice but it's um I think 
if anyone knows me in real life, my freedom to do what I want is at the core, my most, my most precious quality to myself. If, and you know this just by living with me. If you give me any sort of boundary where I can't do this or I can't do that, I just go off because I've lived my whole life going against what people have told me to do. And that's the other side of it as well. I think that I knew from experience, if I try to control you and tell you what to do and what not, that it would just push you in the other direction, you know, which is something I definitely didn't want to do. You know, I just, I well, trusted you. Don't you, you think you know? that's important in any relationship? I mean, obviously to set boundaries, but you never particularly want to tell someone what they can or can't do. I mean, there's an extent to say, hey, I'm not comfortable with you. Yeah, I, I, I do think that some people enjoy being controlled a little bit and I think that some people need some boundaries you know I think that that's a, a lot of people maybe get into relationships because they do need some boundaries and maybe they do want to be a little bit controlled or whatnot obviously to a certain extent and I'm sure there's some freaks out there who fetishize over well then we're into BDSM and being more constrained and I think at the beginning of our relationship that we might have tapped into that a little bit because I probably did need a little bit of control and I think there were times and maybe texts where you'd be like be here at this time and I I liked that I wanted to talk about why we have each other blocked on Instagram because people would think blocking someone is something mean but in our situation, by having each other blocked, we can't see each other on the explore page. You know, you can't read what people are commenting on my photos, and it eliminates unnecessary controversy. Yeah, well, you know, like I said before, Instagram is this fake universe, you know, and um, I just don't believe that uh, you need to be with somebody all the time, you know. It would be as if uh, I went with you every time you hung out with your girlfriends or if you went with me every time I hung out with my guy friends if I actually had any. And, uh, you know, it, not that I would act out if I didn't have you around, but maybe I just wouldn't be my true self. You're absolutely yeah. fucking right. Yeah. If I knew you were what, like seeing yeah. everything I posted, I would not be my absolute yeah. authentic and self. And if you can't be in your authentic self, even in your fantasy world, on your uh, version of yourself that you've projected, then something's wrong. Stop you know? being you so need, deep. It's true, though. You need to be able to be yourself in real life, you know, let alone... Yeah. Uh, in well, your I think I'm here life. for a purpose, and it's to help and to teach, and I can't do that like if my brother and my mom and you are all watching me I heard this somewhere else it might have been on a show or something but they were saying you know mom you can't follow me on Instagram because it's it's just like when me and all my friends are hanging out in the basement and you're upstairs and we're down there smoking pot if you follow me on Instagram, you're in the basement with us yeah. watching us smoke pot. So it's, I feel like that's a perfect analogy as to what it's like when family members follow you. So it's, it's really difficult for me, even when my close friends see what I'm posting, because I subconsciously get anxious about what they're thinking about my post because I'm projecting my Sims character of myself when all of my followers are responding beautifully. Mm -hmm. I know that my friend might call me up and be like, 
whoa, like what, what what's happening? Are you okay? And I'm like, but you know, that's okay though. That almost kind of puts things into perspective. You know, if you still have those people calling you and asking if everything's okay, then <laughs> you kind of know that you're doing something right. You know. You're, but can, I can't to. recall the conversation about us being blocked. I do remember I you. Was no, you kept saying I was showing up on your explore page because everyone who was following you followed a lot of my pages. Well, when you look at little sexy girls all the time on Instagram, like myself, I guess the algorithm would include no, no. Up. It's because <laughs> your followers are commenting oh, on my stuff. Okay. Yeah, let, I'll school you okay. about how well, I don't really know. the explore just, page works. I'm proud that I know the word algorithm. So you kept mentioning like this would show up or that show up, and I'd be like, I'm just gonna block you so that you don't see well, yeah, it. I mean, but and... even before, you know, you blocked me, we never followed each other, right? You know, and I think that that's. I feel like that if I had any advice, I mean, I'm not one to really give advice, but if I had advice for couples, I'll stop and whatnot, you, wise man. Uh, I don't think you should follow each other on Instagram. You know, I think that you know. Um, what do they say? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know, I think you that's can kind some of, Christian you, shit. No, it's not. <laughs> you can kind of simulate that absence yeah. um, even on uh, social media. Like you know? I wouldn't tag you in a photo of us, and I don't even show your face in my account because you are just my most prized possession. Yeah, <laughs> I think I look better in person anyway. Um, I had a thought I wanted to say. Yeah. Must have not been that important. But anyway, it was nice to meet everybody. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> no, hold on. I can cut out this pause of this it's blank okay. space. What, now. what was it that you wanted to talk no, about? No, we were talking about um, those fucking drinks. Got me you all scattered. Stop drinking. I keep saying, um, like, and. I don't know that I've said, um. It's okay to have a little bit of dead air. You know, not everybody's expecting people to talk nonstop like a machine. Oh, oh, okay. I know what it was. So when you first downloaded Instagram, this was Mm -hmm. very recent Mm -hmm. and I'm, I don't like, I can't, I can't remember my first Instagram experience because it was like when Instagram started. So it was all new. All I've experienced is how much it's changed, but you had, and I don't know how or why, but a bunch of pretty cute girls following you which I'm that makes me proud I love it no shade but girls would start to DM you and you had never experienced Mm -hmm. this what private messaging was like and Mm -hmm. it was something as a couple we had to experience together and Mm -hmm. I think normal couples let's say they went to high school together they're all up in each other's DMs. You never know if they're talking to someone on Snapchat or WhatsApp. There's all these different layers of privacy, but you've never had that one-on-one experience with a stranger mm-hmm. that was a li- that was a little bit um, like mm-hmm. in a chat room. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had, never, this... I had never been in a chat room. Or, <laughs> you know, honestly, I could probably count how many times I had even sent an email to someone. <laughs> no, but this one little girl not a little girl but this cute um girl out in what amsterdam or something she would message you and i didn't know if she was a fan of my page or i don't i honestly don't remember how she followed you but she was kind of seeking your advice for some things about sexual things and you would kind of open up to me about what y'all were talking about i didn't know that i had to hide anything no i it 
and no, I remember it was some stuff. It was some personal shit. I mean, I think she might have been a virgin or something, possibly. Yeah, and she was like talking to a guy, and I don't know. Why, I just don't understand why she was seeking advice from you. But we would go out to eat, and you'd be like, "She said this today, or she said that." Mm-hmm. And then at one point, she kind of crossed the line with you. The imaginary line. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Rem- I mean, I remember that situation, but I don't recall. No, she's. Uh, of course, I, I remember. But she sent you a. It wasn't a nude, but it was like a sexual photo. And I don't. I don't care if people send you photos. Like Bravo, yeah. live your best. No, yeah. Great. But I. I think I was pretty drunk and got a little jealous. I always. You know, I don't try to hold on to those times where you act out a little bit. I think it's, <laughs> Shut I think up. it's okay. No, it's but healthy. my, I'm trying to think from a, a psychological perspective is that that situation that we had together, it, we had to figure out our boundaries from that. Yeah. And most couples that, especially who are listening, they probably deal with that boundary every day because their man, might get a DM from a girl and it's like, how do they deal with that? Do they tell their girl or do they just ignore it or are they flattered and yeah, vice versa? Well, uh, you know, back to giving advice or at least, um, how I feel like you and I have really managed to stay together, you know, is, uh, you know, it's healthy to have disagreements and arguments with your significant other, you know, is, you know, as long as it doesn't get, um, Exaggerated or physical. Well, obviously, we don't need. That's a whole other podcast. But yeah, anyway, like I was saying, uh, you need to have those moments where there has been a line that's been crossed, because that's where you really know where to draw the next line. And if you always get along and you always see eye to eye, and you've been together with somebody for three or four or five years or whatnot, and then somebody actually fucks up and makes a big mistake, you're not going to know how to handle it. You've never practiced the art of arguing with the person that you love. You know, now you don't want to be in an unhealthy relationship where you're constantly arguing. You never see eye to eye. But if you get along most of the time and you love each other and you care about each other and you enjoy each other's company, it's healthy to make mistakes. It's human nature, you know. I, I let I let myself down a lot of times. I, I could only imagine, you know, how many times I would let someone down that I loved. You know, you, you have to do that, and then that's where you draw these lines. And so, a relationship is just a bunch of lines. What a relationship is making mistakes with someone. You know, especially if you live a life. Ah, where... that's fucking deep. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like we're just co- we're just existing with each other, fucking up, and still love each other for like, fucking up. Like I said, your mistakes. I need to go through them with you. You know, we yeah, can we can I both guess... we can both learn <clears throat> from person. your mistakes. You know, smart people learn from other people's mistakes. You know, and if we can both learn from a mistake that the other person's made, then we're both the better on the. Uh, on the opposite end of things, you know. But then, obviously, you know, there comes a time where you do need to stop making those mistakes. I mean, that right. line can only be moved so many times, you know. There there can only be so much gray area in a relationship before somebody fucks up bad enough or the other person is like, okay, yeah, I've already point. moved the line so many goddamn times, you know, that it's I'm done with this shit, you know. But, hey, it's all about being patient with somebody, man, you know. Well, I 
I'm happy you got to speak with me today and, and yeah. get yourself on my little podcast. And perhaps in the future, we can discuss some mistakes we've shared together and how... There have been, there have been a, a couple, yeah. There have been a couple. <laughs> well, I think... I don't know anyone in our circle that has been together as long as we have, unless they are, you know, married with children. But yeah, even then, they I think what we have says a lot. And it's, uh, you know, now that you're a business partner with me, our, our relationship has just gone down so many different paths. And I can't wait to tell the listeners about how we live together, work together, and love each other. <laughs> yeah, we try to. <laughs> <laughs> we try. <laughs> but thanks for being on the show today, baby. I love you. You're very welcome. I love you as well. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>